wasn't like I sat down and I was like, I'm going to have this like structured business plan. It was, there was zero structure. It was like, let me order some jeans and see what happens. And so then I got really excited because these people would come and they would spend like hundreds of dollars on these jeans. And I was like, maybe this is working. Welcome to the Hometown Founder Podcast, where we talk to entrepreneurs who are doing big things from small places. And now, your host, Kyle Rawson. Hey guys, I'm here with my friend, Stephanie Tarnaski. Am I saying that right? Yeah, that's right. Stephanie owns a very cool store here in Rexburg, Idaho called Olive Ave. Started out as the Jean Girl, and she... Uh, you started like in your dorm room, right? Or like in an apartment? Um, yeah. So I had just gotten married and we were in like a studio apartment okay. above like Main Street. It was <laughs> so like, the, yeah, like I was when people actually wanted to come, I was like shocked. I'm like, really? Because, you know, you just put the address like it was like Craigslist. I was just selling. on. I would yeah. like put it on Craigslist and then people will just like make appointments. And I was like, I'm sure when they walk up those stairs, they're like, where am I going? That's crazy. So, but so started in a tiny studio apartment yeah. and now two stores. Yeah, we have two stores. Um, possibly a third, a, a brand, an online presence, thousands of followers on social media, uh, r really impressive growth uh, across the board. So today we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, all of Av, the story I I'd like to get into, cause you named all of Av after your daughter. Right? Yeah, uh -huh. Olive. Um, I wanna talk a little bit about family, how that plays into the mix and just kind of what you've learned uh, along the way. So maybe get us started with, so you started with uh, an idea uh, yeah. in your studio apartment. Where did the idea come from to start what, what was then Jean Girl and what is yeah. now all of Av? So I, came up to BYU-Idaho. I went to school for one semester and then I went home, or I guess two semesters or something. Then I went home and I met this lady who was selling jeans on Craigslist and went over to her home and they were like true religion. So they were like designer jeans and okay. normally like, you know, two or $300 and she was selling them for like 65. And I was oh, like, cool. hey, I want these, you know. So I went to her house and I just started trying on like tons of jeans. And then <laughs> she... <laughs> I kept wanting more, so I went back, like, a few times. And then she's like, hey, would you want to work for me? I'm like, doing what? And she's like, well, I think I want to start doing home parties and, like, just setting these up at people's homes. And I don't have time, though. I have three kids. Like, what if you just took the jeans and, mm -hmm. like, put them on tables? So I did, like, two parties for her. So um, for, for those of us who don't know what that means, what, what does okay. that mean? A home party where so you sell So basically jeans? you just like your friends. So it was a total like new concept. Now there's constantly, you know, there's people are always doing like, you know, Mary Kay and like there's all these like multi-level marketing kind of things and you do them in the homes. But I, I was before like any, it was just like, let's set up some jeans. You invite all of your friends. They come over and just like shop from your stash that you have for sale. So you as the jean girl, as the proprietor of the business, go to a friend or a stranger, I guess, and say, I wanna have a party at your house. Mm -hmm. uh, you provide the location, you provide all the friends. Yeah, and you invite everyone. And then Usually there's I... some food, something. Okay. And then I just bring it, set it up, and your friends shop for like two hours. Gotcha, and then like you split the profits with the person. Yeah, that's... so then you just give them 
like free product, you give them like a percentage, whatever you want to do. So I told her, I'm like, oh, sure, I guess I could do that. And she had never done it yet either. Like she was just mm. like, I have jeans in my in bins. I want to figure out like she's like, you have a lot of friends. Why don't you like throw a party at your house? And this anyway, was back home. This was. Yeah. Where are you in from? Utah? In Utah. Okay. And so and then I did that for a couple of months and then I came up here for school, got married and I was working. didn't like my job. My husband was working at Walmart. I was like, OK. We need to do something more like we, I just felt compelled to like start something. Yeah. So I reached out to her and I was like, hey, what if we like place some orders together? You're in Utah. I'm in Idaho. Like there's we're both still like so small. It's not like there's any conflict, you know, and she's like, oh, that's great. Yeah. So I just started ordering jeans and she was getting them from like another source like a middleman and I was like we need to go straight to the manufacturer so yeah. we paid this lady like a bunch of money to find out her contact information mm. and then just like start ordering direct and then it just kind of took off like I put it on Craigslist I put it on like BYU Idaho bulletin board I just kind of like started advertising it and people just started coming over so when you say you put it on Craigslist meaning like you hosted your own parties and I would just know well when I put it on Craigslist and stuff I would just say like I have these items contact me if you want to come over but I didn't like advertise parties that way and gotcha. then I was like why don't I advertise parties because I knew a lot of girls we my husband and I started managing girls apartments and we're mm -hmm. like let's like see if we can flyer the apartments and like do something in my apartment and have all these girls come so that's where it all started was yeah flyering apartments and then the girls would just come and kind of just started spreading and then I had people like hey I want to do one in my lounge I want to do one in my lounge like it just kind of yeah. evolved and then I went from jeans to tops to dresses to and then it just kind of like I couldn't keep it all in a room I'm like yeah. I need to like do something with all this stuff <laughs> right. so anyway so you so. started with jeans because yeah. basically you so you were a customer first with I was a, a customer lady who was doing this in you for like a month and then you realized or I guess she kind of approached you yeah, with the she idea she wanted help um, and so you kind of turned it into a business that way. Uh -huh. You probably didn't really view it much of as, as a no, business. No, I was just, just like helping her. Yeah. And it was with jeans and then it went to And then when I moved up here is when like I like that. started a business called gotcha. it the Jean Girl. Where'd started you get that ordering. Name? Well, I didn't. Th so I didn't think anything would come of it. And mm -hmm. so I was like, I need a name. Um, I'm only selling jeans. Sure, the Jean Girl. <laughs> so, like, I look back and I'm like, I was so stupid. But, like, at the time, I was like, I am 20 years old. I live in a studio apartment. No one, like, I didn't have, it wasn't like I sat down and I was like, I'm going to have this, like, structured business plan. It was, there was zero structure. It was like, let me order some jeans and see what happens. And so then I got really excited because these people would come and they would spend, like, hundreds of dollars on these jeans. And I was like, maybe this is working mm -hmm. like people are buying them but then you would have like really bad months like it was you know it was just like such a small like not everyone wants designer jeans you know yeah. like it's yeah. it was such a small little thing so and, and you were going to school this whole time yeah right? i was going to school i was still working like i oh, okay. didn't stop because we started managing so then i had like office like i was in charge of like 300 tenants wow i was so you like were going to going school and doing, managing apartments. and then i would do home parties so at that point when we wow. started managing we were like booking home parties like three a week so in the evenings like seven to nine so then we would get my husband would get home 
from like work or whatever. And then I'm like, hey, now we have to haul all of our bins. And like, <laughs> he was like, oh my goodness. Like we literally did that for years, like probably really? three years. Wow. So, so at what point, I mean, you've got so much going on, parties, work. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, managing apartments. At what point did the Jean girl become your your only source of income? Like, when did you decide, like, all right, I'm quitting my job. Yeah. I'm doing this. So we knew we couldn't quit anything until, like, it was supporting at least one of us. Like, Bryce was not going to quit his day job. Mm-hmm. Like, and when Bryce we, is your husband, right? Yeah. So when we, we, when we both graduated college in 2012, we were still managing. So we're like, okay, we have... You know, we're, we have a place to live and we're managing. It was like a part-time kind of thing. But we knew, like, he wanted a job. Like, he graduated in accounting. So as soon as he got a job, we moved. So then I could open a store and quit managing so I could run my store while he had his accounting job. Gotcha. So that's when that happened. And it was in, I think it was just like, we graduated in December and we moved in March. And when you say moved, moved out of managing. So we quit managing. Mm-hmm. I had I quit that job basically and start and then we opened our store and like started that whole process and that's when like I did that full time and then Bryce would just help on the side and but mm-hmm. he had a full-time job. Gotcha. So you're I mean it was a long time coming but when you made that change it was it was a lot of big changes in a short amount of time. Yeah, cuz we had to move housing because we were managing so we moved housing and like he got a job and then i started doing that Mm full-time and that's when we opened a store yeah so we had like an actual storefront yeah it was just too much out of my house and like i would have people coming every day like all Mm -hmm. the time so yeah so for entrepreneurs or or potential entrepreneurs who may be listening at what point if you're going to give somebody advice on when to make that dramatic shift, whether it's moving or uh, quitting a job or something like that, or both in your case, uh, when do you know, or what advice would you give to somebody to, so they would know when's the right time to do that? I feel like it has to completely support you because if, I mean, if it can't support you, what are you going to do? Like if that's your income, And I feel like that's where so many business owners go wrong is they quit their day job and start something without having enough income to be like to support them. And then that's why their business goes under because they're like, I can't survive. I need to go find a job Mm -hmm. that's going to make me survive, you know. And so I feel like when people always ask me, like, how did you know, like all these things? I'm like, you cannot quit. And like if you have to be like knowing that if this was your only income and it sustained you for like X amount of months, it's not like, oh, we had a good Christmas. I'm quitting my job. You know, like you have Uh to like you have to see growth and like, you know, because my husband didn't even quit his accounting job until last year. Yeah. So during this whole time, you you quit your job and opened up a storefront, but you were able to do that because your husband got. He was working. He was like the provider still. Gotcha. I was like starting my business and making it happen. Mm -hmm. But there was times where we weren't making money. Mm -hmm. And so he, up until just last year, I always knew like we have a steady paycheck coming in. Like we have insurance. Like I'm not worried, you know. Um, And that was a huge, like when he said, when basically, you know, he just didn't feel right about like I needed so much help. 
like computer website like I had a baby I'm like I need help and that's when he was like why am I working when I could like when we can just do this together like is the money I'm making really worth it and that's when we had to realize like nope it's just not like hmm. and so and, th- and that quit. was just like a year ago you that said? was last June yeah. so between last June and when you in uh, that March that you opened up your storefront, how much time was there in between in between then? So we opened up our storefront in 2013. No, um, 2012. Okay. Fall of 2012. So <laughs> however many years that is. <laughs> 13, 14, 15, 16. Where's, where's the accountant? So, yeah, like three, year, th- four, three or four years gotcha. he, like, kept working, and we opened two stores. At the same time. So oh, we okay. opened up one in Rexburg. One year later, we opened our Idaho Falls in, store. Okay, so only later. a year later. Gotcha. So he was still working. I was working at both stores, like trying to manage like two sets <laughs> of employees. Like I was doing yeah. everything and then he was working in Idaho Falls. Anyway, it was. And you had a baby. And then we had a baby. All so all of his yeah. two and a half. So okay. we had her in the middle of it all. And then I just. I couldn't do it. I was like at this point where I was like, I am going absolutely crazy. Cause then he would come home and I'm like, here's a massive list of things I need you to do. <laughs> and he's like, I just worked 10 hours, yeah. you know, like crunching numbers and doing all these like thinking things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that when he, when that happened, it was like, oh, thank goodness. So, so. At, at that point when, when he quit his job and Olive Ave was the sole provider of the entire family, did it feel more like a a risk or was it more of a like a relief because you finally had your husband to help you out full time? Um, I feel like both because losing insurance is a really scary thing and yeah. insurance is really expensive. And so I feel like that was one of my big concerns. Um, and then, yeah, just that steady like knowing, OK, like it's fine. We had a slow month, but like you are still making money like you know and so yeah but it all outweighed like the help and knowing that like you know if I need to go somewhere he's home Mm -hmm. if he needs to go somewhere like we have help because we both need to like get stuff done but like little things here and there like coming here I'm like hey I'm going watch all like it's not like yeah it's just it makes it really nice and and then like traveling like if we we go to like order clothes and do things it's not like you have to get work off like it was just getting to the point where mm. like his boss would be like you've already taken a week off and i'm like this isn't worth it because this is like going to be our livelihood like this right. is what's going to support us so like it's just not worth it to have a boss being like you can't take time off when knowing that like this mm. is really what we want to do. Right. So, yeah, I, definitely, like, there's a lot more positives. And yeah. So. So of of all the times that you've mentioned and maybe times that you haven't mentioned, too, it sounds like you've there have been times in your business where you kind of leaped into the unknown. Yeah. When your husband quit his job, when you quit yours and opened up your store, the second store, when you opened up that one or even you know when you first ordered some jeans from, you know, your friend in Utah or whatever of all those leaps into the unknown uh, is there one that sticks out as as the one that was the most like uh, terrifying or the most uh that that, that you took yeah. the most risk on so um, when okay so when we were 
at our apartment and um my good friend actually Derek you know him he was like we were actually managing him he lived at the complex that we were managing (laughs) and he's he was the one that said you just need to do it like you've got to find a storefront and just do it and I was like I can't like I was I was so terrified because then Mm -hmm. I'm like that's rent like that's a lease that's I'm like what if people don't come Mm -hmm. you know and we were just driving around one day um just a couple days after we had that discussion and we found a spot that was like for lease and it was like this cute little space just like a block off of Maine and there was a guy out there mowing the lawn and we're like let's just see if he knows anything about the space well he ended up being the owner and so we're like hey we're interested in your space. Can we look at it? And I like walked in there and I was like, this is it. Like hmm. he, he was like, I'm willing to do month to month. Um, rent was like extremely reasonable. Mm-hmm. And like that was, I think, on a Friday. We opened the following Tuesday. Whoa. <laughs> we were like, let's do this. We painted it. We Jeez. like had, we like already had racks and stuff because I had like, basically set up a place in my apartment so we just like moved everything over it was like we sewed curtains it was like legit cute like we opened it and it was nice wow and Derek helped because I was like you got me into this (laughs) so we like would pay all night and we like made it perfect and then we I had like 25,000 followers on Facebook so I was just like literally the day we opened I didn't tell anyone and then I was like surprise we're open (laughs) and like a flood of people started coming they were like what that's and it just like took off I was like you've got to be kidding me like how did I not do this sooner but I was in college I was managing like who was gonna run the place yeah like (laughs) and so anyway that was I'd say like my biggest like leap of like actually starting a legit business yeah because out of your home there's people that don't want to do that they don't want to come to your house Mm -hmm. I don't go to people's homes to shop or to get anything (laughs) like I'm just not (laughs) like I would rather spend the money to like go to a place you know Mm -hmm. so that was like my first initial like this is legitimate we have a business like anyone can come and there's hours you know yeah and so i'd say that was like definitely like the starting point of everything yeah um but then recently so then three years later we the biggest thing that's made all the difference for us in rexburg was moving to main street that like Mm. incredibly like yeah that's been the best thing that we ever did and i was really scared I look back and I'm like, why was I so scared? But I mean, the rent is double. It's a lease. Like Mm -hmm. all those things that I was nervous about before that I didn't have to have, Mm -hmm. I then had, and I knew it was just going to be a lot more expensive. And that's where I always get nervous is like expense, you know, like that's going to be double or triple or, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like helped a ton having that exposure. Yeah. Yeah. Main street. I mean, that makes sense. So how much, how important was it when, uh, like, let's say in this example, before you moved to Main Street, which is, you know, definitely a leap, you know, double the rent and all those kinds of things. How important was it for you to have already made a leap in the past to give you the confidence to, to make that one? Did it make it a little bit more manageable, manageable, a little bit easier yeah. having that under your belt? Yeah. And I think just all of those years, like knowing, okay, we're 
like this our business is doing well so i can't imagine anything going wrong like mm. just knowing at first it was like we are still like unsure and i think that's where it was the scariest because it wasn't a sustaining business yet uh-huh. I mean, it was like fine, but like we had really bad months, you know, like it was just like really unstable. And so I think that's where it was the scariest. But moving to Main Street, I was like, we have two storefronts. Mm -hmm. We have online, like we are going to be fine. And so just, you know, telling yourself like this cannot hurt our business. This can only help it. Mm -hmm. And so that it was a lot easier and a lot more exciting to do that versus like the initial what are we doing? This is our first like rent payment, you know, right. like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. That's interesting. So it's, I mean, most entrepreneurs tend to be a little bit more um, tolerant of risk than others because of the oh, nature yeah. of what we do. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like um, with you and, and with a lot of people that I talk to, it's, you didn't, you didn't take out a big loan and go to main street right out of the gate. You nope. ordered a few pairs of jeans from this girl in Utah and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. Like you, you led up to it. Right. Uh, wh- when you talk to people who, who aspire to get into entrepreneurship or have an idea to start their businesses, uh, does that, does that play a factor in the advice that you, that you give the, to them? Do you notice oh, absolutely. that much? So the first thing people, like I get tons of like DMs and messages and stuff where like, do, could you have any advice for me and different things The like number one thing I always tell them is start small. Don't go into debt mm-hmm. because like it takes longer, but if you're debt free, you're making so much more money Yeah, and you can just roll it. Like for, for like two years, we didn't pay ourselves. We're mm-hmm. like, okay, we have jobs. We're both working, but we need to build our inventory up. So we just like, kept everything we made kept going into like ordering clothes mm-hmm. and yeah that like totally stunk and i was like i want to quit this is ridiculous <laughs> i'm paying myself nothing mm-hmm. but that's how you start like yeah. if i would have taken out a massive loan i would have still been paying it off like i don't mm-hmm. know for me and like knowing that i was in rexburg in a small town like i i was 20 years old yeah. we invested 1600 dollars, and we're like okay this is like what we're going to invest, mm-hmm. you know? And then we just like kept rolling it until we we're like, okay, we're fine. Now let's pay ourselves salaries. So, <laughs> so like it took years though. Like yeah. it's not, and people want instant money. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like so many people are like, well, I tried that. It didn't work. I'm like, well, how long did you try it? Like, yeah. what did you do? How did you advertise? How did you market? You know, it's, mm-hmm. oh, well, I just told some friends, you know, I tried a Facebook page. It didn't really work. And I'm like, it's patience and it's just continually like, you. I don't know. I just think I feel so much better knowing that I have a debt-free business and that yeah. I don't owe anyone anything. Yeah. Like I pay my employees, I pay them well mm-hmm. and like I appreciate all they do, but that is the only, like, you know, I don't have to like pay a loan or pay someone. I don't know. Yeah, that's anyway. awesome. Don't get me wrong. There's still a risk and you still leap oh, yeah. into uncertainty and, and, yeah. and all those things but and there's nothing you, wrong with either like starting a business and taking out a loan i mean it, hello that's like what most people do but i just when i was so young i'm like uh i'm not like what if this doesn't work right, <laughs> like i'm right. like i was just nervous and so like it totally worked for me and i think it can work for a lot of people yeah it's just how you do it yeah so 
I think I think that's wise, especially when you're starting out and you. I mean, if you don't know if people are going to buy your stuff or at what quantities they're going to buy your stuff, and if it's going to be yeah. profitable, uh, it's scary enough to start a business. Throw some debt on top of that, and it gets yeah. it gets pretty scary pretty quick. Yeah. So throughout this whole process, I mean, so now you you've got a full blown business, multiple locations, online sales. Both you and your husband are working full time. It didn't. Did it start out with that as the goal or the vision for the business, or did at what point did that manifest itself? Yeah. So I wish I could say when we started that I was like, "Here's my business plan, and this is the goal. In five years, we're gonna be making this much money. We're not gonna be working other jobs." <laughs> but like, literally, it fell into my lap. Like, hmm. it just worked. And I think, I really think that because all these like Lulu Row, all these other clothing kind of things hadn't started yet. Mm. Having like an in-home kind of boutique thing. I was literally, I had never heard of it. And people were always like, what is it? I think that's the only reason. Like, I really think that I just started right at a good time mm. because if so many people do it now. Everyone. Oh, I'm going to start my own online store. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to start my own boutique. Like every person that's a stay at home mom now right. has this idea. <laughs> and so I think I just started right at the perfect time where mm. it wasn't a thing. And then people were super intrigued by it. Mm. And then I, you know, I just hit marketing really hard and like went with it when Facebook let you see your posts and mm -hmm. like things were happening. Um, now it's a lot harder, but that's another story. <laughs> so I, um, I think it was just like the perfect timing. It was just like a blessing because at the time I was not thinking like, what can I start that like no one else? I mean, I, I was thinking that, but not really. Yeah. So I don't know. I was just literally, I had been married like six months and I was just like, let's do something. So, yeah, I definitely now we think long term. Now sure. we're like, OK, like, what are we going to do? What what where do we see ourselves in 10 years? What when we have three kids, are we going to be working this much? Like, what mm -hmm. do we need to hire out more, you know, different yeah. things like that? But at the time, like not at all. Like I wasn't even I was just like hoping that something might happen. Mm. And it did. And it did. <laughs> So I just, so, I guess I just got really, I was really blessed that it I'm, just took off. I'm sure that there's a lot of truth in that, but I'm also sure that there's a lot of hard work oh, and yes. strategy <laughs> and and some smarts behind yes, that as well. I'm, there was a I'm lot. interested in, so outside of what you couldn't control, like the timing and stuff, which I'm sure plays a factor, wh what were some of the strategies that you... What were some of the strategies that you implemented um, from in the early early days to get going? Yeah. Um, maybe when you started your first store as well, uh, that that set you apart and and got people into your store. So we hit social media hard from the very beginning. Facebook, five, seven years ago, whenever that mm -hmm. was like the thing, and so we started a Facebook right away and just started doing like giveaways and spreading the word that way. We would put all of our home parties on there to like mm -hmm. get people to come. Um, and then we would flyer like hundreds of apartments and mm -hmm. put our social media, like we just, we really um, hit social media really hard at the, at the beginning. Um, and then just word of mouth really helped because we would do home parties and then someone at the home party, like, Hey, I want to throw one. So it just kind of helped like spread in like Rexburg. That was, yeah. and that was the thing when we started our website, 
um, not tons. I mean, we had our Facebook and like people would come from out of town and mm-hmm. being in a college town that happens a lot. Um, but our web, it's funny because people say, oh, my website does way better than my stores. Mm-hmm. Well, for us, it's always been opposite. Our stores mm-hmm. have always done way better than our website. And that's something we're wanting to start working on, like figuring out why, because we know the market's there. Mm-hmm. We know the people are there. Um, but our stores have always done better. And I think it's just like lots of word of mouth and, mm-hmm. um, being in Rexburg, a lot of people come and visit their kids and visit, like, a, there's just a lot of people and like, Hey, I have this really cute boutique to take you to. Like, yeah. so I feel like, and then they start shopping online maybe after that. Right. Um, That's in, so my wife just bought a dress from you, by the way, loves it. I think it's her favorite thing oh, in the closet. Thank She's, you. And, and what's funny is I think that since she bought it online and okay. I, and I think the reason she bought it online, like the brand is established in Rexburg. Mm-hmm. And so if she was out and about, I'm sure she's visited your store plenty of times, but because you branded in Rexburg, she still buys online in Rexburg because it's just easier for her to yeah. buy online. So I don't know. I th- we I, have a lot of people that buy on. I mean, we offer free shipping. And so I think. <clears throat> A lot of customers just think like, oh, well, like I'll just take it into the store if it doesn't work, but I'll purchase it online to begin with. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that happens a lot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you just come into my store? <laughs> so but, so yeah. with that strategy of you've got brick and mortar and you've got online, yeah. what what is your, your strategy and your, and your your vision maybe moving forward? And balancing yeah. those two things and how they serve each other. So, um, we are wanting to grow online. Something that we actually just—it's taken so many years. But like two days ago, we finished having like separating our inventory like a hundred percent completely, so that we have online and store inventory. Um, it's been really hard to do that. That's like one of those like risk things because having double of everything is like mm-hmm. super hard. So um, that's something that now that we have a separate inventory, I can I really want to start like hitting online harder. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. But then right now we're in the process of like completely structuring up it, our business, like manuals how to run a store how like Mm. it sounds like i can't believe we didn't do this years ago (laughs) like seriously but i like my husband and i have to be so involved because we have nothing written down oh like i mean i train i train my i train my girls i and i'm like nope i cannot do this the rest of my life and so we are at the point where the last few months were completely structuring everything to where we can step back like 80% and have a manager and everything be running and focus on like opening another store, focus on online inventory, focus on like other things because we can't grow. Like we're at the point where we can't grow anymore Mm -hmm. because my husband and I do like things that other people can be doing basically. I'm like, I need to hire this out. Like, why Mm -hmm. am I doing this? (laughs) So that's kind of like where we're at right now is get it all structured. And this is coming. Hello. Okay. Like we should have been doing this, but (laughs) we just, we, yeah, we did all kind of things backwards because we didn't realize what was going to, like how it was going to take off. And then 
we've just been so involved, which has mm -hmm. been fine until I had Olive. And then I was like, I can't do what I've been doing. And so we're just slowly like making it work so that my husband's the accountant, he does the books, but he's also like typing up like how everything is ran so that we can open a store. Right. Because I'm like, how are we gonna open a store? Yeah. Like in another place, like Utah or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so you mentioned some, this is actually really interesting to me because it seems like with successful entrepreneurs, I hear this a lot that just like what you said, that they, they almost wish that they would have gotten that infrastructure in place earlier, but they didn't nine times out of 10 because they were so focused on growing the business right. instead of sitting down and, and figuring out how to structure this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then, and they wish they would have done it sooner. I wonder yeah. though, if two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, if you would have been spending more of your time on the infrastructure, maybe your business wouldn't be what it is today because you wouldn't have spent that time focusing on the growth and, and the vision. Right. Do, you, do you think there may be, this is just, I mean, top of my head, it's just a theory. Um, do you think that there might be anything there or do you really wish that you um, would have gotten the infrastructure in place earlier? Well... I think that I wouldn't have gotten to the point where I was like, I am burned out. Like, mm. I mean, I didn't have a manager until like three months ago. Like I was <laughs> <laughs> like the girls had questions. They called me. Mm. And so there wasn't someone that they would like go to, which was like so stupid. Like I look back and I'm like, how did I run this for like six years? <laughs> Like, hello, but when you're doing it and you're so busy and you're so involved and you're interviewing and I'm like, I have to have the right fit. I don't trust someone else to like find some girls that what if I, you know, like I'm just customer service is my number one priority. Mm -hmm. So then I just had the hardest time letting go being like, okay, I trust you to find us good employees. Like mm -hmm. I just couldn't do it. And I did. I got a man. I have a manager. She's been already working for me for like two years. And I was like, mm. okay, like I just need to make you my manager and yeah. pay you more and make, have you be in charge of all these things that I've been doing. So it's been like way better. But um, anyway, I don't know. Yes. Like three years ago, you know, I was so focused on growing and trying to like make things happen but at the same time, if I would have had a structure, I think I would have had a vision of where I was supposed to be going, like where yeah. I wanted to go. Like, do mm -hmm. I want to grow online? Do I want to grow in store? Mm -hmm. Do I, how many employees do I want? Do I want a marketing person? Like, what do I need? You mm -hmm. know, um, have you ever read the book or listened to the book E-Myth? I haven't. Okay. So that's like, I have, we have some really good friends that super entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial. <laughs> yeah. Something. It. <laughs> anyway, um, he's like a um financial planner kind of like he does all these things anyway so he uh told us like you have to listen to this because he mm. saw we were like no structure like yeah. what's going on <laughs> and um we listened to it like driving i think to like i don't even remember somewhere far away listened mm. to the whole thing got home and we're like that's it we are, I can't like, it like made 100% sense. And he's like, why haven't, my husband's like, why haven't we done this? Hmm. And basically it just goes over like, make your business so that it can be like replicated over and over and over. And you can just hand someone just like, um, you know, like McDonald's, like they talk about McDonald's and how like 
every time you go to McDonald's, it's the exact same. And no matter where you go, like your food is the same. Well, how is it like that? You know? Mm -hmm. And so he's like, whether you're franchising or not, make it like you are franchising so that Mm. you can like give it to someone and they can completely know how to run it. Yeah. And um, we were like, because we were at that time when we listened to that, we were like, should we open a store in Utah? And we like listened to that. We're like, how could we open a store in Utah with like nothing written down? We would have to move to Utah and like train someone for like six months to like run. Anyway, we were like, we are so stupid. And so then we started on the whole process and I don't know, we're like 100 pages in or something. It's just like ridiculous. Awesome. So how how, how far in are you? Like, are you guys about done? Are you feeling like well, you Well, I structure? told my husband, I'm like, this needs to be done by next week. Because... <laughs> because <laughs> like, i'm so over it yeah. i'm like like we got a manager one typed up like all done because we're like your manager because uh, you've got a manager then, now, yeah, yeah like so we like work we've been like working on like every person's job like the inventory person here like anyway so we're awesome. like working on it all but i think it will really help to like have it in structure at least for my mind to know like refer to the manual and you can see all everything you need to know. Like mm-hmm. I'm on vacation. So yeah. <laughs> if you need awesome. me, like I'm gone. That's, that's the way to do anyway, it. Anyway, so that's what we're working on. Once that's done, then we want to just like hit it hard on online. And then I have a friend that wants to open up a store in Utah for me cool. and like do it. Like she's mm. been a manager before. I like, we've been friends since we were like 12 and I like 100% trust her. Mm-hmm. That is something we want to do, but it's just like that risk, like, okay, like that's, you know, opening a store is obviously like the riskiest thing you do because it's really expensive. Mm -hmm. I don't have, like, we have a lot of orders from Utah, but like Utah's really saturated. Mm. So there's just a lot of like factors, but it's more expensive there. I mean, lots of things. Anyway, so that's like the plan, but... It just ta- everything takes so much time, and now that I'm having another baby, it's like, <laughs> like when it's do a- I have time for all of this? <laughs> you know, like yeah, I don't know. That's so but cool. I think anyway. I, I, I the, for those that know you, I, I think a lot of people view you as like the real Wonder Woman. You just do so much, and you do it all so well. Oh, well, you're I, one nice. of these days you'll have to write a book about how you did all these different <laughs> well things. you know my new idea like what i really want to do is because i have so many people that ask me like how do you do it mm-hmm. like how do i want to open up a boutique like how do i all these things i really i love teaching people what i do and i mm-hmm. love speaking i love like it's just fun yeah I, that's something i enjoy and i'm like i should start having workshops and like coaching people like now that i've done it for so many years and like right. yeah there's still things that i'm figuring out but like i know how to open up a store and i know like you know i just think mm-hmm. it would be like because i don't know my husband's like well what do you enjoy about what you're doing and there's a lot of things that like stress me out like mm-hmm. opening up another store having more employees like employees are the most like so stressful Mm. and like i love them like you love them but then you like can't stand them all like the next day like (laughs) you know there's just things that like i'm looking at my employees over here not me guys you guys don't stress me (laughs) he loves you no i i just i don't know 
it, anyway, so I'm like, I would love to like coach people. I would love to have yeah. workshops. I would love, I just love like connection. That's something that has always been really important to me. Um, whether it's like connecting with my, um, like the customers that come in, like, I mean, if I had it my way, I would like work every day and just talk to customers and not do like any of the other stuff. Like, oh. like I just love like when people come in and I know them like, Hey, how's it going? Like mm. just talking to them. And then I'm like, okay, go check her out. Like, I, like, I just want to like talk to people like, you know? <laughs> and so I just think it would be really fun and really rewarding knowing mm -hmm. that I'm like helping or coaching or training. Yeah. Do you so, have any, any plans in the future to do stuff like that? I mean, that's why we want to structure the business because then I want to like sit down and be like, what do I want to do? Yeah. Like I love what I'm doing and I'll always be the person that orders and works with manufacturers. Like I don't think I'll ever give that to anyone, mm -hmm. but beyond that, once I have managers and I have a structure, like a really set structure, what do I want? Because yeah. You know, I don't want to get burned out doing something that's like, eh, it's fine. You know, I mm -hmm. love it some days, you know, but I really want to like do what I love. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that that's why we're trying to get to that point where I can like figure out, okay, I actually have a whole day where I'm not doing any of the busy work, yeah. you know, like what can I do today? Hmm. Like, so that's. That's like where I want to get to the point where I can do that. Yeah. And I don't have any of the little things that I have to take care of. Right. So. That makes sense. It's That's just so taken cool. like way too long. I'm like, man, <laughs> like shouldn't this have happened like years ago? Uh, but it's okay. It's. But you're in a good place. I mean. I'm in a good tough place. Tough to regret when you're doing so yeah, well. Yeah, it's fine. Everything's yeah. good. Um, so we're getting towards the end here. Uh, I want to ask you for to to maybe give advice to two different people okay. um uh, uh, both of these situations you've been in and okay. and are currently in I'm, I'm curious in your perspective one being um as a mother and a business owner um you do a lot like a lot a lot mm -hmm. and uh, like i mentioned earlier you, you do it well like it, it, one's not killing the other how do you strike a balance between those two things so there's been a lot of times where there wasn't balance like when my husband was working and i would be home all day with olive and she was little and a baby and so like yeah i was a mom for her and then my store was being neglected because we didn't have a manager and it was like we don't know what's going on and then bryce is working but now things are a lot better um I think social media can like completely take over my day. And it's like, if I had it my way, I would love to just like pass that whole ticket off and like do, do like the behind the scenes, do stuff that I want to do, but have someone that ran that whole thing. Because that's when I feel like I'm neglecting my daughter mm. when I'm home, like, oh, I need to make a post. I need to prepare this and that. Mm. Um, and I don't know, just the last few weeks, I've just like, okay, like, you know, I used to be, I was so worried, like, I've got to like, you know, comment and like, keep up on things. And then I realized, like, I don't, like, I care, 
but like I'm about I'm gonna have a baby like I feel bad for Olive like I want to spend that time with her Mm -hmm. so now it's just like only those three times a day I'm like okay I'm gonna do this but when Olive's like read me a book I never say no anymore because I just Mm. I'm like realizing like she's growing up and like that my business is important but like it can wait 30 minutes like you know like I don't know I feel like the world now and businesses it's just like so much about like you've got to be you've got to comment you've got to be on social media you've got to be present you've got to do all these things which yes that's important but like I'm trying to have a better balance because I know like I'm just trying to like put my family first and like if I lose a sale like okay it's gonna be okay you know (laughs) like I don't know anyway so that but we do have help like we couldn't it was she's getting so big and like run, just like running around all the time that we do have someone that comes to her house and we just work in our basement hmm. um and that way she's like still in her environment and can like play cool. with her toys and stuff yeah um and it's just like a couple hours a day but that way like we can focus she gets that and she loves her babysitters and stuff so cool yeah we're trying to balance it all but it's hard and being a mom like that's you want that to be like your number one thing and I always tell Bryce like jokingly kind of but I'm like you know you could have just like gotten a really good job and I could have just been a mom and stayed home and not had this stress of like two things because I can't just like stop like if I stop no one else like you couldn't take over like you know and I always like I think about that when I get like when I'm like (laughs) I my head's gonna like blow up I'm like man like what would it be like but then I know like I would have been like this is what I'm supposed to do yeah like we this is it it's just some days you're like I can't do this anymore like Mm -hmm. I just want a vacation where no one's gonna call me (laughs) you know like (laughs) like we go to Idaho Falls and it's like phone call phone call I'm like just leave me alone like I'm just at Target like you know (laughs) so I don't know like but balance is hard but knowing when you need help I think is just as important because Mm. now I I don't feel bad because I know she's getting played with instead Mm. of me ignoring her yeah I know that there's a there's a sweet girl that's reading her books and playing puzzles with her and so mm-hmm. that's like helped me a lot just knowing like okay this is my time to get stuff done and she's still like getting love you know instead mm-hmm. of being like no all of I'm busy that's where I was like feeling bad yeah so yeah balance is hard but getting help when you need it is really important that's awesome advice awesome um okay so the last piece of advice which is you're in a unique position where you've been in both of these situations the other one is when you or your husband, you've got an idea, you've got a business that's maybe in its infancy, um, or maybe it's just an idea, um, and it requires more time than you currently have. Mm-hmm. Uh, at what point um, or what advice would you give to somebody who has an idea? Maybe it's just an idea. Maybe it's it's a business in its infancy. When do you go all in? Um, or what advice would you have before you go all in and quit your job and and really go for it um so i would say make sure that there's like a definite need for it like you know now everyone's starting the same thing like and a lot of them are failing Mm -hmm. it's like oversaturated so make sure what your idea is is like really needed whether it's like a storefront or online like for example do we need another burger place in rexburg i mean i'm just (laughs) asking 
But like, like for a restaurant, for example, like what does this like community need? Like what will bring people in? So when you're thinking of your idea or you like have something, make sure it's like something that people will actually want. Yeah. How do you know? Need. How do you know if there's a demand for something? Well, like when people post on Facebook like five million times a day, like I wish that Rexburg had this, <laughs> and then everyone, and then there's like five hundred comments that are like, yeah, 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 I totally agree. And then you're like, I think I need to start something here. This might be happening. Uh, that's not like logic. I don't know. Listen but, to the no. There's there's some truth to that. But Listen like, to the complainers. What people want. I don't know. Like when when a restaurant opens, I think okay, how many do we have of this? Is this just going to be like another restaurant or like? If a men's clothing store opened in Rexburg, there is literally not a men's clothing store. And everyone goes yeah. to, like, Walmart and wears, like, the ugliest clothes. <laughs> and so, <laughs> not that, like, my husband shops there because I won't <laughs> let him. But, um, I don't know. Like, we've thought about that a lot, like, opening a men's store because I'm like, there's clearly a need. But then you have to think, well... Okay, price point, college students, is it worth it? And I think that's why no one does it. Mm. Because their college students don't have money to buy nice, like boutique men's clothes. Yeah. You know? Hmm. So then like so like oh things there. Oh, um <laughs> the space like next to us opened up. It was like the fly fishing place. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we need this. Cause then we can make a men's line and have like all of that men's. And name it after your son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Because everyone's like, oh, that poor boy. I'm like, <laughs> listen, he's not even born yet. Like, Just, at least wait until he's five. Right? Yeah. Every every kid has to have a business named <laughs> after him for your future. That's what everyone says. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, so I was like, oh, it's like risky. Anyway, you just have to think about, like, is it needed? And is it going to, like, make you enough money to, like, be worth it? There's a lot of factors. Yeah. I don't know. Look for the demand first. Yeah, like make sure there's the demand because I think people want to start things that they just think are cool. Like, oh, this would just be like, oh, like for example, everyone started doing like baby bows. Like everyone. Oh, I'm oh. going to just like sew these baby bows. Well, every stay-at-home mom can sew a baby bow. Mm-hmm. So then it's just like totally oversaturated. Like, And everyone just shut down because they're like, yeah, I'm making like $5. <laughs> so I don't know. You just have to... So in that case, Make sure the demand the demand might have been there, yeah, but, but it, got it got oversaturated. oversaturated. So really, this comes down to economics, <laughs> yeah. supply and demand. Everything comes it, back to yeah. supply and demand. And uh, yeah, I mean, we always have ideas because we're so like, let's start this. Like, we need this, but I mean, we can't really. We're so like yeah. crazy. We can't do anything. But I'm like, somebody needs to like like I think there needs to be like a bistro on Main Street, oh. like like a hot sandwich soup kind of place that's mm-hmm. like good and like lunch kind of thing mm-hmm. so i told my parents like you got to start this like there's a need like people want like a place where they can just like come in for lunch real quick and like get like a good sandwich yeah anyway hmm. well that's too much work i'm like <laughs> well <laughs> somebody needs to i don't somebody know like i just do. always think of like little i don't know but huh. anyway well stephanie this has been this has been fun you got a cool yeah, story, thanks. dude. If if anybody wants to follow you or your businesses, um, where should they find you to hear more? So our website is oliveav.com. And then our social media, uh, we have, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Olive Ave Boutique. And then, you know, Pinterest, the whole, all of it. But, all of it, yeah. Olive Ave Boutique. Yeah. 
Awesome. Stephanie, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, I thanks. really appreciate it. Yes. Bye. <laughs> Edit this out, Peter. <sighs> Peter. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed this, feel free to give us a rating on iTunes and subscribe to hear more stories from entrepreneurs who are starting businesses in small towns. See you later.